Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. This is actually the season finale and 100th episode of Cast Conversations. And as always, I'm joined with Philip Swartz. It's crazy. Already at the 100th episode, feels like we just started it, yesterday. I, I, I like can't fathom that we are here. The stories we've gotten, um, everyone we've gotten to talk to. And we've especially to amazing cast members. Uh, I was going to say, especially our, our guest today. Absolutely. <laughs> our guest today is none other than Daniel Ross, who has done several voice acting, uh, producing. His, uh, his list and resume goes on and on, and we'll get into that. But Daniel, we are very glad to have you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Hello, listeners. So I, there's so many things that like, we have to talk about. But I'd like to start at the beginning. Where did you get your your love for voice acting and like where did that start from? Oh gosh. Um, you know, it's it's hard to specify exactly where it was, but uh when I was a kid, uh I loved Looney Tunes, I loved Donald Duck, I loved all the Disney cartoons. I, I was glued in front of my television, uh listening and watching these amazing characters do their thing. And uh yeah, I think just over time, um, through my love of Transformers, <laughs> which was another huge one for me, uh, I eventually got involved uh, in the voiceover side of things, uh, playing Starscream in the uh, 2007 Transformers game, uh, which was something that I campaigned for. I realized that uh, probably in my late teens that it was an actual job that voice act would be paid to make funny voices and create these dynamic characters for, for people's enjoyment. It went from being, this is a voice, to there's a person behind the voice, and they're probably sure. making some money, too. <laughs> uh, so, so once I recognized that, uh, it, it pivoted my, my interest in, in my career, I should say piqued my interest, um, because I started in musical theater. Uh, that was my... Uh, I was in college for musical theater and I loved being on stage and that evolved into on-camera work and, you know, loving the, the process of making films. So I then transitioned to being a producer uh, hmm. and eventually found my way to voice acting all these years wow. later. Wow. That's, that's an incredible story. So how, how does one practice voice acting? How do you, how do you master that? Um, I would say in your car, in the middle of traffic, usually is best. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think it just there, there's a proclivity to do silly voices or imitate people. Um, I mean, I got into all kinds of trouble when I was in school because I would imitate my teachers. And, uh, I, I would call and you know do prank phone calls and things oh, like the that. Classics. I, was, I was a naughty boy. I was a naughty <laughs> boy, and. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I really loved uh, the art of creating funny voices. And to give credit where it's due, uh, my mother uh, was a huge proponent of building that up for me. Because uh, she and I were always silly together. And we would do silly voices together in places that were inappropriate to do so. Of course, and, good. <laughs> uh, she, she was the one who taught me uh, how to do Donald Duck. That was the very first voice I ever learned how to do. Wow, that's incredible. So when she then saw you get this role within the company, was that a big, like, uh, like almost like aha moment for her? Like, 
hey, look, I'm the one that taught you this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she was absolutely smitten, uh, you know, through the roof. The both of us were, were completely tickled that, that this happened, um, you know, because it was just a, it was a thing between us. She would tuck me in at night when I was a kid and she would say, Oh, dear, I love you so much. And I'd say, Oh, Mom, I love you too. And I'd go back and forth and, you know, parlor trick for friends and I'd do at parties. And uh, yeah, so, so the fact that that was something that was special between us uh, that turned, that manifested into something so much bigger uh, was just huge. And to give you an idea of just how huge it was for me, uh, my mom had a had a pretty nasty battle with breast cancer, um, probably about seven seven years ago, and uh, she was always, like I said, my creative inspiration. She would draw, she would sketch, she would paint, she would sculpt, and every day I would come home, there would be something new for me to wonder at, and I loved that creativity, and I I think I get that from her. So um, after the cancer, that kind of went away that sparkle in her eye went away and it was very sad for me to see that so uh given this incredible opportunity and and life-changing event it, it brought her back and i was able to fly her out to los angeles take her down to the hollywood star for donald on the walk of fame take her to the production house where they actually make the show and go down to the studios and it was just it was such magic it was disney magic for me to be able to give that back to her and uh share once again in a in a wonderfully personal uh moment between the two of, yeah, two of us that's truly truly amazing that like you said that is disney mag magic in itself that almost it almost sounds like um, a film that would be made about like that situation <laughs> like it sounds like the story of like a disney voice actor that like um, this tragic event happens and then through the love that you had together, it re-sparked everything. And then you get to take her through what she gave to you. Um, yeah. like in real life, that's, that's phenomenal. It really is. And it's, and it's been one of the biggest joys of my life. Uh, my dad doesn't quite understand it. He's, he's the, uh, the left brain, uh, <laughs> side of my parental <laughs> units. Uh, he, he's a dentist and, and a, a medical practitioner. So he looks at my acting and he, he doesn't, it doesn't quite compute for him. Uh, but same as my mother, I was able to bring him out here and take him down to the studios. And we drove down to, to the Warner Brothers studio to take a tour and, you know, see all the facades and behind the scenes. And his eyes were so wide, he had no concept of what it takes to make a movie, what it takes behind the scenes to create animation. So from, from the logistical side of things, uh, he, he eventually came around too. <laughs> that's, that, that's gotta be difficult to um, explain sometimes the creative roles that um, we have. I, I'm personally a music major myself, so I, I oh, find that go. sometimes it's hard for me to explain what I do to people. Um, so speaking of that, I kind of wanted to ask, you mentioned that you were in musical theater in college. Um, first off, I was going to ask your favorite musical, and then second, your favorite musical that you were in. Oh, gosh. Um, I was in West Side Story. Um, it was a major production of it. I love the music of West Side Story. I love the story that's told. Um, I did 
uh, stage production on The Wiz, and that oh, was nice. also incredible. Um, but you know, I, I bounced around uh, many many different productions, but I, I think that really sticks out for me, and probably The Sound of Music. Oh, nice. Were you were you in that, or was that just one of your I favorites? I was on the production side of that. So I used to do this thing called Summer Dinner Theater at Montgomery College, which was a community college back in Maryland. And uh, we would take turns. We would have two different teams. One team was uh, acting and performing. The other team was creating, designing, and running the show. So we would take turns doing two shows per summer. And uh, uh, so we would get both sides of the coin. Um, but I also performed, you know, on, on the stage for the regular shows that we would do. Uh, I did the play All in the Timing a long time ago. And, uh, oh gosh, uh, She Loves Me. Um, <laughs> man, I'm reaching back here. It's been a long time. <laughs> Open the vaults, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the, so, some of the fondest memories uh, of my formative years. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. I takes takes you back and hopefully you can remember back for this question about um we I think to, to get into just what you were saying there any role for me that is such a far step from who i normally am is is a joy so if i can play the chameleon role uh that's what i want to do for yeah, sure awesome excellent and uh so we were kind of curious we were wanting to get into uh your audition process for Donald Duck. Are you able to talk ah, about that a little bit? Sure, sure. So <laughs> a long time ago, five <laughs> years ago, uh, let's see. I um, I was just starting in Los Angeles. I had I had packed up my car and drove cross country from Maryland to L.A. and uh, you know really just had a had a tried for a fresh start. And I was working overnights at Target, managing the uh, the freight process, all the trucks coming in and going out and all the products Ooh. going to the floor. Basically mm -hmm. the hardest job you can possibly have uh, from 10 p.m. until 8 a.m. every single day, um, which was good because it gave me my days free, but you know, I was exhausted most of the time. Sure. Um, and I had uh, my first agent, uh, which was a solid talent out here in LA. They gave me a chance and, and Donald Duck happened to cross my path and my agent said, hey, you do the duck, don't you? <laughs> and I said, yeah. She said, all right, well, here you go. So I'm looking at this audition and I'm thinking to myself, no way. No, no way. What? <laughs> Donald, what? <laughs> so these roles, the Disney characters uh, are like Supreme Court nominations. You're, you're in for life. <laughs> so, so I was, I was surprised and delighted and, you know, confused and just said, you know what? All right, here we go. This is why we moved here to be able to take these kinds of opportunities. So I gave it my best shot. I rehearsed, I practiced. And, um, you know, they wanted to have a, a distinct Clarence Nash sound to, to the character. So I gave them my best Clarence Nash. And uh, there was a callback. There was another callback. There was a third callback. I was <laughs> wow. back in Maryland visiting family. And I was told, you have a callback the next day. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like, don't worry, they'll wait for you. And I'm like, oh, they'll wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I got back and it was a, it was a musical audition. I had to sing in the character voice. 
And oh, wow. uh, a couple days later, I got the phone call that uh, I got it. And I'll never forget the moment. I was with my friend getting ready to learn how to surf uh, <laughs> down in Malibu. And, oh, wow. Uh, my day completely changed. Needless to say, I didn't end up surfing. Um, <laughs> I ended up, you know, calling my mom and, and crying it out with her and telling yep. my dad, who was like, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> no, no, he understood. And, and just really letting it sink in. And then, of course, uh, the weight of the world on my shoulders. Oh, my goodness. This isn't just me taking a shot at something. This now has transformed into... Uh, I have the responsibility, not just to myself, but to the fans of this character, the multi-generational fans of this 86-year-old character, uh, to, to get it right. Sure. So mm -hmm. there was yeah. immense pressure on me to, to the self-imposed pressure to, to really get it right. So I just, I dove into all the classics you know, one of my favorite Donald episodes was Apple Core. And, uh, you know, Apple Core, friend? No! <laughs> uh, that, was, that was one of my favorites. So I just, I mined everything that I could for, for information. And, um, you know, today I had a session for Donald and I was reminded of the fact of how when I first went in, how nervous I was, how kind everyone behind the glass was, how supportive and patient they were. And, uh, you know, I didn't have the voices of the characters in my head when I first started. And now, flash forward to now, <laughs> I read the script and I see it play out in my brain. I hear the characters, I hear the isms, I have ideas of, oh, well maybe Donald would do this or maybe he would do that. So I come to my sessions prepared and ready for, uh, ready to make, my takes as colorful as I possibly can. And uh, gosh, fellas, it is, it is, again, just the joy of my life to be able to bring Donald to life, uh, to be borrowing the keys to the cabin cruiser. Um, and, you know, being able to reach out to the Disney fans and see what, what Donald means to them. Uh, it, it goes both ways. And uh, I, I am just so grateful for it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Phenomenal. I know our listeners are enjoying this right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope um, so. You better be listeners. <laughs> Don't make me come over there. Or else. <laughs> That's just phenomenal. That is amazing. Uh, we wanted, you mentioned that you had to sing in uh, Donald's voice. What song did you sing? I have to be honest, I don't remember. Uh, we, we've done so many songs uh, up to this point and, and more to come. Uh, I, I, I don't recall the name of the song. Um, I apologize. That's okay. So I, I did have a question. Um, I, I love video game voice acting. I think that's something amazing that kind of gets looked over in a way. Um, I, if you're familiar with the game um, Apex Legends, uh, I yes. was... I was looking into their voice actors and they were all talking about how when they auditioned, they weren't told about the game. They were given yep. um, like a dialogue and they said, okay, read it. Um, it's for a big company. Like just, that's all you need to know. Um, when you auditioned for Donald were, it, it seemed like you said that you knew it was for Donald, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know what for, I didn't know like what mm. was the show? What was the project? I just knew they were looking for Donald Duck. 
Okay, so that had to heighten the the nerves, I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one more question: to know What you're getting yourself into? Yeah, I yeah definitely. Um, so one more question, then uh, we'll throw it to a quick break. Um, I kind of just thought about this when we were talking about it. Um, I know that they have the Mickey Racer show in Hollywood Studios. Do you know is Donald a part of that? Uh, at Hollywood Studios. Oh, you mean at the parks? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. To my knowledge, uh, we haven't done anything uh, Roadster Racer related. The only thing that we've done is the Disney Junior Dance Party, which is touring the country. Um, but as far as the parks, I, I'm I'm not aware. It's been a while gotcha. since I've been at the parks. Obviously. Yeah, I I worked right next to it, and I. I knew that Mickey himself as the racer was in it, but I didn't know if Donald was. So yeah, I didn't think I don't, so. I don't but. think the phys- I don't think they have him physically in the show. I think it's just, you know, background animation, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So really quickly, we're going to throw it to a break. You do not want to miss what happens after the break. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be awesome. So don't go anywhere or else. All right. We'll be right back. Pause right there. Do you one? wear clothes two like cast conversations and three like supporting small podcast oh my gosh i've got the offer for you head over to store frontier slash cast conversations and you're going to be showing some t-shirts hoodies crew necks and long sleeves all supporting cast conversations of course it's got that classic cc on there with villainized colors and the prices are ranging anywhere from $15 to $25. So not too expensive, and you're supporting us, which is super awesome. If you're a fan of the show and want to represent Cast Conversations, maybe consider checking it out. If not, no worries, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of today's episode. And we're back! We are back. Oh, so sorry, that's not my job. That's your no, job. No, that, that was <laughs> that was awesome. your job. I, I got a little um, overzealous. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Um, so... Um, we can just jump right back into, uh, questions. So, um, you kind of mentioned that, um, the, the apple core was one of your favorite things with Donald. Um, <laughs> yeah. do you have, do you have a favorite saying or catchphrase of Donald? That is your favorite. What's the big idea, you big beluga? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that probably, uh, encompasses it, encompasses it. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I I can't I can't even believe that. I mean, a, 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 to, a top second would probably be. It's yeah, it's simple. Yeah, that's, as a, that. that's a cla- it's, that's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, going along with your favorites, uh, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Doesn't have to be voice acting. Anything you've produced or? Oh my goodness! Don't make me do it. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out uh, the, the first trilogy of movies that I produced. I, I did a series of schlocky, independent horror comedies, uh, starting with Ninjas vs. Zombies. Uh, sequel was Ninjas vs. Vampires, followed by Ninjas vs. Monsters, uh, in which I played a foul-mouthed pizza delivery ninja, magically imbued with the power of the ninja to fight the forces of darkness. Um, that was probably one of my favorite projects I've ever worked on. That was with my best friend, Justin Timpain, uh, back East. Um, you know, he, he got me really into producing, uh, because we were just sitting in his basement one day. Uh, we, we used to, uh, uh, hang out and watch Angel and Buffy. 
and, uh, you know, snack and, and, mm -hmm. and toast the evening away. And uh, we just decided one day after watching Clerks 2, why don't we buy the quick stop? Let's, let's make our own opportunities. And uh, that was the start of that journey. And I've produced a bunch of other projects since. But I mean, come on, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Mickey and the Roadster Racers uh, ha has been just amazing. Um, I mean, Transformers the Game, voicing Starscream, that was huge for me. Um, I, it's, it's impossible for me to just say one thing. Sure. I yeah, I, I figured that it would be kind of hard with your resume. So um... I, I submit my IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, before the show, I had to do a little research on you. Um, as as any interviewer and interviewee would um is it interviewer interviewee interviewer right interviewer. I'm, I'm the interviewee interviewer. yes yep. um, gotta shake the nerves a little bit that's what's happening um well, jeremy so, is the interviewer philip you are the interviewer <laughs> <laughs> um so maybe this was amidst um your uh indie film uh time i noticed that you on youtube um, had your arm lit on fire, uh, surrounded by zombies. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was working on a project called Zcon, uh, which was about a, uh, these kids who have a podcast that go into this convention to interview their favorite celebrity, uh, which was played by me. And uh, all of a sudden, it is overrun by uh, viral zombies. So they have to survive uh, getting out, and it's their firsthand account through their podcast of what happens. And uh, their, their favorite celebrity who I played uh, is the most cowardly, uh, uh, wimpy individual that you would imagine under real life circumstances. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, there were a bunch of stunt guys that I had worked with. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll see in that video a guy named Gary Peebles who has been uh, the stunt double for Drax in all the Guardians movies. Uh, uh, Gosh, he's been in so many different things. So many talented people that, that I've had the pleasure of working with. And I told them, I was like, hey, I really want to be set on fire at some point. <laughs> and they pulled me aside and they said, hey, you want to do it now? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so we went outside and they gave, you know, they, we did a, a very basic burn. And, uh, you know, as soon as it gets intolerable, you say, I want to go out and you go out. And that was that was a bucket list item for me. So uh, yeah, amazing, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. I noticed as soon as you extended your arm in a different way, they were quick with the towel to put it out. So yes. I was like, that must be the giveaway to to stop the burn. Exactly. So, yeah, that was um, that was awesome. I got to be set on fire and keep <laughs> my eyebrows. <laughs> the only thing you can ask for, right? Exactly. <laughs> So go, going back to Donald here, we we know that there are a lot of times when friends are just hanging out amongst each other and they're trying to do uh, voices and uh, Donald Duck is oftentimes one of the ones yes. people are like, oh, I can do a good Donald Duck. Do you, do you kind of just, does that ever happen to you and you're just, you're just over here? Yeah. Step uh, back. <laughs> well, that, that was me. That used to be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my, my friends would say, hey, you do a really good Donald Duck, do the Donald Duck. And I'd do the duck. And then somebody would always say, you know, my uncle does a really good Donald too, probably better than yours. <laughs> and I'd say, oh, that's great. And we'd have a laugh and then we'd continue, you know, eating chicken nuggets or whatever. Um, 
so so yeah no people people love to to share uh their their versions of donald and i encourage it i i love uh the voice as so many people do that's why they impersonate him in the first place and it's so unique and it just instantly perks people's ears up because they know who it is instantly recognizable right. and I, I mean how many characters around the world can claim that kind of exclusivity to a sound. Uh, right. Donald right. Duck, El Pato, uh, he's, he's the one. Exactly. He is, he is number one, and he will let you know that. That's right. <laughs> so um, I, it's actually kind of funny that you said um, uh, my uncle can do it better because I was actually going to say, I feel like everyone's uncle is the one that yes. does the Donald Duck voice. <laughs> like, why is it always the uncle, you know? <laughs> So it, it, I don't know. It just happens to be a thing. I guess the, uncles the uncle. are, are endowed with the, the wondrous voice of Donald. Um, so before we throw it to trivia, I was going to say that Phil and I should embarrass ourselves and do the voice for you. But yes, he, please. And I, he, okay, on, okay. he and I are on FaceTime and he's All looking right. at me shaking his head. <laughs> I'm so. going to be horrible. All right. No, nope, you got to do it try. now. Oh, boy. I don't, right, I've Phil, never, I don't even do know if I've I, ever. I don't think I've ever done the voice. Yeah. I, <laughs> Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Can, can you give us a, a pointer? Maybe something yeah. that'll help? Yes, yes. Here's a pointer. Do it. <laughs> do it now. All right. And give, give us a, uh, a phrase or a sentence to say. Uh, say, uh, say, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, Phil, do you want to start? No, go ahead. You got it. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't even. <laughs> oh, I like can't even do it. I can't even do it. I can't even like say a word. That's all I can do. Elmo. Elmo, Elmo are you okay? Somebody, Elmo's choking. Oh. Hey, I'm wearing red and my face is red now, so you would think I am. All right, man. All right, here we go. Oh boy. No, that was horrible. <laughs> No, that oh, was horrible. That was better than mine. Uh, <laughs> that, that was like a, a wrestling audition. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, I'm, I'm going to give it one more try. No, I can't even do it. It's like you guys, like, I'm trying to put it in my cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, yeah, that's, yeah, that was, that was rough. And hats now, off I guess, to you. That's, for, I'll, for, I'll uh, say this. If you, if you pinch your cheek and you pull back and forth and, and feel the air pocket, usually you can kind of figure out where the sound is originating and you can practice from there. So if you okay. grab your cheek and just go. <laughs> That's interesting. I, yeah, I feel what you're talking about. I just know that mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'll make myself pass out if I do it. <laughs> <laughs> you um, know, interestingly enough, I had a session once where I think Donald had like 75 plus lines. And when we go into the studio to record, I give A, B, and C takes for each line so that they have options. You know, sometimes it's not clear enough and I want to make it clearer. Uh, so we'll do A, B, and C takes for each take. So 75 times three, I ended up, uh, my tongue was swollen, my mouth was bleeding, and I had to stop. <laughs> oh my God. That, wow. That's the only time that's ever happened, but much like any muscle, you have to practice and you have to build up right. a, a tolerance to be able to make certain sounds uh and in fact when we do our tantrums i usually wait until the end of the session to do that because i want to be able to make sure my diction is clear 
uh, up front so we can get through all the lines and then we can have fun and do all the, the, the craziness. So I thought of one more thing before we go to trivia. Um, you're talking okay. about vocal health, which I is so important for me as a yes. singer. Um, I, so this is kind of gross, but like I have GERD. Um, and for people that don't know, mm. um, it's a special type of acid reflux where the, mm-hmm. um, it's the acid tasty goes kind. right. It's, it really is the tasty time, the kind. <laughs> so, um, for maybe a voice actor that's starting out or for even singers, is there one piece of advice you can give for vocal health? Yes. Uh, warm up your voice, uh, and listen to your voice. I think, um, you know, even myself, when I got started in voiceover, I wanted to do anything. I wanted to do everything. And if that meant screaming my head off, I'd scream my head off and, you know, I'd end up like this, you know, for the next couple of days. And the reality is, if you get like that, you can't work. You can't audition. So you have to be mindful of the limitations of your voice. And when I go through and I I, I do sometimes teach workshops, I talk about my methodology on how to maintain your voice and also how to learn what your voice capabilities are. Because once you know the range of your instrument, you can play it very easily and you don't have to worry that you're going to injure yourself. Definitely. But if something hurts, don't do it. Don't push it. Warm up. Uh, you know, keep your, uh, keep, keep your vocal health together. Drink lots of water and hydrate. Uh, I, I take it a step further and, and do something yucky. I use a, a neti pot yes. you know, to, to keep things clear. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a combination of things. Different salves that you can find, uh, you know, different things that you can take just to keep your, your mouth uh, moist and, and, you know, ready to go. Um, sure. My, my friend Debbie Derryberry teaches uh, an amazing workshop as well, The Voice of Jimmy Neutron. And um, mm. she actually, you know, if, if you need your, your mouth to be a certain way, you'll eat a green apple. Or if you need a little bit more moisture, you'll, you'll eat some barbecue potato chips. So there are little tips and tricks that you learn along the way. And uh, I, I hope she doesn't get mad that I shared those. <laughs> Hopefully not. We'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> it's good for the barbecue chip industry. Yeah, yeah it, it will be. Buy your stocks now. There you go. <laughs> All right. Di- Going to dive into trivia now. Move along here. Uh, so our very first question, probably the toughest question that we have. Easily. What animal is Donald Duck? Donald Duck is a Yes. <laughs> correct you got he's, it he's he's my spirit animal that's what he is <laughs> so question two do you know donald duck's full name donald fontelroy duck what, yeah. a, what a classic man he is yes or classic he is. duck rather <laughs> and do you know uh donald's birthday oh gosh i'm not gonna remember off the top of my head right now um yeah, no, I'm going to pass on that one right now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it was uh, March 13th, 1914. That doesn't yeah. sound right to me. I think it's in June. Oh, no. I think it's June 9th, 1941. Oh. I think. Our information may be wrong. I hope I'm not butchering that. I know I'm going to be judged profusely, Phil, but... Phil, you want to look that up? I'll go to the yep, next question. I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. So then our <laughs> final question for trivia is, Donald made his appearance in what cartoon? His first appearance, rather. 
I believe it was the little hen. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> Phil gave and, a birthday and, for us. Yeah, we, we were mistaken. It is June 9th, 1934. 34. Okay. 34. So that we, makes a little we, bit more we, sense we, we, than So, um, finally, we have, of course, we wouldn't leave it out, the classic Disney questions. So, we sent these before, so um, we'll be able to lightning round through these a little bit. So, um, starting out with number one, in no order, your top three favorite Disney movies. Oh, gosh. I can't give you three. (laughs) Are you crazy? We Uh, are crazy. Okay. I I can't give you three. I'm just going to give you... I'm going to give you a quick listing of the ones that, that resonated and meant the most to me. Perfect. Um, Robin Hood, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins, and Up. I, those, yeah, that's those, a good list. I like that. That is a great list. And yeah, no way I can give you three. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's impossible. <laughs> All right, then you got to answer this one a little unbiased. Your favorite Disney character. Uh, Donald Duck. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When when you got number one, you've got number one. Like you can't you beat go. number one. Um, your favorite Disney princess, and Donald would count for this. Um, I gotta go with Princess Jasmine. I always had a crush on her. Oh, she's a good one. She's a very yeah. she's a very good pick, and she doesn't get mentioned as often as you would think. Which is a shame. Yeah. It is. It truly yep. is. Would you say our number two, our two, our two most common are Tiana and Rapunzel? Yes. Oh. Yeah. And those are our two yeah. most probably. Well, I love Tiana as well. Uh, I mean, Princess and the Frog is uh, very underrated and really is quite the classic. You know, I was actually a store manager at Blockbuster uh, for about five years and Princess and the Frog came out while, <laughs> while I was at my, in my Blockbuster tenure. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to see it for the first time because I, I didn't have a chance in theaters, and I, I loved it. Yeah, it's it's it wasn't it like one of the first to start like the new age of animation too. I think it was the last. I don't think they. Oh, I the, think last. That was the last. The last. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was one. Of, it was one of the two. It was either the first or the last. So, um, yeah, now I kind of want to rewatch that. I know. Yeah. Me too. Tonight it well, is. I, I love Jim <laughs> Cummings' performance in that as well. So. Yeah, he was he was excellent for sure. Uh, and your favorite Disney song? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be able to give you one. Uh, 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 okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna again list list the ones that I think resonate the most with me over Perfect. over my life. Okay. Uh, Bare Necessities, Jungle Book, uh, Tale as Old as Time, Beauty and the Beast, Portobello Road, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Spoonful of Sugar, Mary Poppins. Substitutionary locomotion, bedknobs and broomsticks. Uh, uh, never had a friend like me. Aladdin, Chim Chim Cherie, Mary Poppins. Let's go fly a kite, Mary Poppins. Yeah, and the, you know the, what? I'll I'll have to put the cherry on top. Crickets, um, a uh, uh, big song from Pinocchio. Wish upon a star. Oh, that one. Yeah. There mm, we go. Mm, <laughs> I came around to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, um, our last question, probably our favorite. I know you mentioned you haven't been to the parks in a while, but in your memory, um, which ride would you say has the best queue? So Ooh. we always say like, however you like to stand in it, it's got the best things to look at. Maybe it's the shortest, maybe it's the longest, however you justify. 
you know, I, I feel like I have to exclude Star Wars Land. Uh, yes. I haven't been I haven't been on the new one yet, the the new ride, uh, the Resistance ride. But I, Smuggler's Run is is so interactive and really puts you in the in the headspace. But if we're going with classic Disneyland, I got to go with the Haunted Mansion. Uh, you know, there's so many things to to look at, all the different names, all the funny puns. And you're just in the shadow of this giant facade of this amazing uh, uh, southern mansion, this this haunted mansion, you know, anticipating what's going on inside. And quite frankly, when they redo it for uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, it, it's just as dazzling to look at and uh, always fills me with anticipation. So haunted mansion for me, I think. I agree, and I would even go as far to say it almost has the best in-ride atmosphere as well. Yeah, so, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. But I suppose with that, that will wrap up episode 100 and season two of Cast Conversations. So oh my goodness. This has been Guys. a wild, wild ride. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be your episode 100. And uh, I, I wish you 100 a hundred hundred more uh, uh, of these <laughs> and uh, you know thank you for reaching out to me and um, hey if your listeners want to continue the conversation you can find me online uh, under actor Daniel Ross uh, I'm on Twitter I'm on Instagram I'm on TikTok these days <laughs> uh, so please come and, and follow me and uh, yeah let's uh, let's continue the conversation Please, yeah, please do check them out. You will not be disappointed with what you find. So, exactly. again, and of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say Mickey Mouse Mixed Up Adventures on Disney Junior. Go check it out. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be watching it this week now, uh, even more Absolutely. than I have in the past. So, I'm not going to lie, I have seen an episode <laughs> or two. Um, but I think they were showing them in the break room, um, which was kind of cool. So, um, again, thank you so much for being on to our listeners. Uh, thank you for listening to season two, and we'll see you all very soon. Have a good rest of your day, everyone. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.